Welcome to episode 11 of the Out of Bounds podcast. Your boys are back. I go by the name of the Delta Fashionista, manager editor here at True River Culture Magazine. I'm here alongside the man in the middle. Last week we had a little issue. I got Donovan. The dream chaser was out there, but I paid a little ransom to get our boy back. But in return, yeah, yeah. I lost. I lost Kyrie. <laughs> I lost Kyrie. Look, man, you can't have it both ways. I know I can't have it both ways. So I'll try to work out something to get my boy Noah Austin, aka Mister Euro, stuff to your girl, aka Third Eye. Always open. I'm looking to hopefully get him back next week. Actually, no, he will be back next week. But Donovan, introduce yourself to our returning subscribers and our new viewers for the first time. Yeah, uh, it's it's Donnie. Um, I'm a journalist, uh, mostly in sports and uh, music over at True Urban Culture, and I'm also the co-host of uh, Tuck Talk. Yes, sir. And also, he's one of the he Donovan. Like, I gotta give you your flowers, bro, because the under the radar column is just it's a great column. It's one of the best columns. And all the true river culture and all of our platform, please visit www.tuckmag.net. Some great articles on there. He's introduced me to so many great artists, people that I have on my rotation right now. So, and you wanted to know Appreciate about it. the upcoming like musicians, like some dope sounds, like in the RB genre and the pop genre, what case may be, then this man right here, Mr. Donnie Wilkins, he's the man. So, check out Under the Radar. For sure. And also Appreciate check out check out his interviews as well for next up right here on this channel. Yeah, Black. also uh be on the lookout, uh fingers crossed for our uh Spotify playlist to go with that uh column under the radar. So be on the lookout like for that. I like that. I like that. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And also, because I feel like you know we never really shout out audio listeners out there that much because we're all about seeing like we're always about YouTube, but you know, we need to appreciate all you guys. That supports on Podbean, um, also Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify at the Tuck Podcast Network. We basically we give you everything here from the Out of Downs Podcast, uh, the Tuck Talk Podcast, which is our flagship podcast that Dom is also a part of, and as well as the Gaming Chair Podcast. But speaking of the Gaming Chair Podcast, uh, the Gaming Chair Podcast going forward, we're gonna have a new system due to the everybody schedules, whereas. Um, We'll alternate between a podcast roundtable that will be uploaded on YouTube or, you know, like a live, you know, gameplay playthrough on Twitch. So if you are not subscribed to Twitch, to our Twitch channel, the link to our Twitch will be in the description box below. It's the Tuck, you know, the Gaming Chair underscore pod. That's what it is. But, um, yeah, so just look out for the links to that in the chat below. We hope you guys would join us over on Twitch. But I must say, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be back as far as like podcasting. We haven't, I haven't, we haven't recorded anything since this past Monday. The reasons yeah, yeah. for that, the reasons for that will be discussed tomorrow on Tuck Talk. So if you're a listener, an avid viewer, listen what case may be to Tuck Talk podcast and look out for the reason in there. Um, basically, I'll basically get to doing our mental check-in segment. I'm good. I'm good right now. But last week, you know, I had some things I need to address, but I will definitely talk about that a bit more tomorrow. But now with that said, welcome our uh, new viewers once again. Welcome to all of our returning subscribers. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Right now we're on the road to we're almost yeah we're really at the basically toward the finish line of our road to our first one of the subscribers. Uh, we only need like a few more like at least about 
at this at least at the time this recorded seven more to get to our first 100 i'm very proud that we've only been doing this for like about two and a half months now to see the progress that we've made in a short period of time you know like it just it's just amazing i know that this is just the start of something that's going to be bigger than what we could that we could have ever anticipated or could ever imagine and we appreciate you guys joining us on this journey from day one and for those of you that's discovered us for the first time here if we hope that you enjoy the ride or that you like share subscribe to this channel also comment down below your thoughts good or bad you know we'll take it you know we'll take the good with the bad we just all we just want to improve you know give you guys the best that we possibly can get and although we're not at full scrim today we're going to give you our best and we're going to hope you pull out a w right donnie yeah, 100%. 100%. For those of you that also don't know, that's his thing, 100%. We got a guy, no, also his thing is the third eye. Me, I'm just like the old, I'm the OG, you know, the oldest guy here. So to speak, the history buff, you know, to keep everybody in line with sports history and all that. But speaking of dubs, uh, the Phoenix Suns are one W away from advancing to the NBA Finals. You know, right now they're currently up 3-1 against the L.A. Clippers. Grand the Clippers, kind of like us, they're not operating at full strength, no Kawhi Leonard. But they've been – they had opportunities to win the last two games with Paul George. You know, playoff P has turned as – how does um, Shannon Shaw call Like pandemic P? Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah. I think that's hilarious. So, right now, man, the game at the time of this recording – um, game five of the Western Conference Finals has not been played this year, but once the episode's uploaded, the game was also be finalized. But let's just give a little quick prediction here. Like, as far as, like, do we believe that the Phoenix Suns close it out tonight, Donald? Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that they absolutely close it out. Um, if Chris Paul is healthy, I'm not sure if he's still a, a game time decision. Uh, but yeah, it's it's over. I think he played. I think over. he played last game. Played yeah, last yeah, he did play. Um, but I, I know uh, it. At the end of the day, like I said, it comes down to like if he's healthy, like if he's feeling one hundred percent, it's it's go. Like you can just pack everything up. Like <laughs> the series is over. Yeah, but um, it's it's just unfortunate, you know, with. Because obviously we didn't never got to see the Clippers fully healthy, but you know you can say the same thing about just about every team in these playoffs. You know, like we never see, got to see the Lakers fully healthy. We never got to well, we did get to see the 76ers healthy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, no, we did. because uh, Danny Green was out. You can oh say he's. You Green. can say he's not important, but at the end of the day, the dude has three rings with three teams. That seems like a pretty important guy to me. Yeah, he, was and, just, um, he was there. <laughs> he was there. Like, okay. J- like, James got there. a ring as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then uh, MB with his uh, the right uh, meniscus tear that they said wasn't a big deal. So I, I wouldn't use that he as an excuse. It. He played through it, though. Co- yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um I, I feel if you're injured and you're on the court, then you're not injured. You you can play. If you can play, you can play. So I wouldn't use that as an excuse. But the thing is, and I hate when people put asterisks next to uh, 
playoffs and postseason and all that jazz. I I would use it here. I it's it's just been a weird playoffs and oh, yeah. no team it's just yeah. like healthy at all. So I, I will put an asterisk. I hate doing that, but I mean yeah. <laughs> so who the hell expected any of these teams to get there? Honestly, besides like, the Suns. Like you could make a claim that the last true like legitimate NBA champion was the 2018 Golden State Warriors. Because in 2019, I believe that was the year that the Raptors won. KD by that lucky shot. Man, get your 76. I know you still salty. Yeah, four (laughs) bounces. That's all it took to end our season. That's but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, but not only just that, but like in that finals, KD goes down with the 20 kids, and Clay Thompson tears his ACL as well. So anybody that okay, the Warriors that they were pretty healthy, they probably they would have repeated that shit that year. I personally believe that as well. The 2020 at the bubble, you know, the Miami Heat, they go on this miraculous run. Kind of like what the Atlanta Hawks are doing right now. More yeah. on them, more on them in, a, in a second. But right now, like last year with the Miami Heat, how they just made that miraculous run to the bubble. And I know like LeBron James, you know, he was talking about all oh, like that. That was so hard. Like I could not imagine being stuck in like for what, two months in a Disney resort and say, oh, that was like a grueling experience. Like there's worse of places yeah. to be than Orlando, Florida during the in the summer of a pandemic. I mean, yeah, and they also had four months off. So what were you doing in your four months? I mean, obviously LeBron was training. So well, yeah, I was like, he's very busy, you know, like filming. Like you know, I think Space Jam was a, was already filmed by then. But you know, like LeBron, he does a lot of things in that free time. You know, but um, yeah, like there's an asterisk on that because everybody, okay, like if. Anybody had home court advantage, so to speak, then like the Miami Heat, maybe they wouldn't have made it that far. Granted, I think that the right team, you know, I, it's hard to be a conspiracy theorist, but I figured that the moment, I knew like the moment that Kobe Bryant unfortunately tried to be passed away, I'm like, yeah, this is going to, the Lakers are going to win the chip. You know, because I believe in narratives in sports. Not saying that the sports is rigged and fixed it all, even though the 2002 Western Conference Finals was rigged against the Sacramento Kings. And that's a story for another day. But I'm a firm believer. <laughs> like, oh, like it, it was. But I'm like a firm believer that this narrative in sports. Like, like it was just perfectly suited. Okay, like the Lakers, they had a bad year the previous year. LeBron's first year, they'll let they get AD. It almost like they probably still would have won a chip anyway. But I think the pass of Kobe Bryant just made it so, like, all right, like that's like a rally cry. You know, like do it for Mamba, so to speak. You know, they, they wore like the Mamba jerseys and all that. So they, so they, uh, the Toronto Raptors the year before that made no sense. <laughs> so they, they should not. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say I believe in conspiracy uh, theories, but in sports, but there are moments in like the yeah, highest level, like yeah, Marshawn not uh, not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch uh, to run exactly. it up the middle. Um, the, the Atlanta Falcons blowing that lead. It, there are moments where you're just like, hmm, how are you? How the fuck are you here? Paul, <laughs> if you make that decision like that, so yeah, there are moments where I'm just like, oh, obviously, like it's rigged or something like that. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, but for, uh, there's even more examples in the NBA, like Michael Jordan. Like, even though like Jordan, he's the goat, but like the way he like he just walked off Chicago Bulls, like last three P, he is the shot with Byron Russell, perfect way to go out. And we see like even like right now, like even like t- going back 2011 with Dirk Nowitzki going against that Miami Heat big three, basically like revenge from like five years prior. Like Dirk, he had this reputation for being like this soft European big man that all he does is like shoot threes and has like that signature fadeaway jumper. And he basically willed an old veteran Mavericks team, more on them later as well in our next topic. But he basically willed up past LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh in that Heat team. And he got his yeah. ring made up for five years prior. And right now we have a perfect narrative set in front of us for Chris Paul, who I've been notoriously on his ass ever since we started this podcast. He he's one of the the greatest basketball players uh, strategically and just like overall one of the greatest leaders. One hundred percent he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But lead, but his leadership to be, this is my example of leadership. Just imagine Donnie, right? You yeah. got somebody. Let's say for instance, I'm like you're the leader. You know, I guess you just kind of say I, I don't want to use your true culture, right? But let's say for instance, I'm leading you. you you're the only leader. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we, no, we got some guys that you guys don't see beyond the scene that they really run. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> But I, but I can see how you say because I'm always front and center. But right, shout, yeah. Shout out to Jerry. Shout out to Case. Shout out to um, Lou. Shout, shout out to Isaiah, who's also shout out to all the guys guy. behind the scenes that's keeping true over culture. Yes, I, shout, I apologize. There's a lot of guys working yes, behind the scenes to, that we don't see. <laughs> shout out to Mrs. Godfrey, Jessica Robinson Godfrey, U.S. wife. Well, currently the winner of our of our fantasy, Antonio Godfrey. So. But um, I appreciate that, Donald. But this, we have other leaders as well. But um, just uh, but just for get back to my, my point, right? Just imagine, right? Okay, like I'm your leader, and I'll basically tell you all this thing, like what you need to do. And I have no prior experience, no proven track record of success. Like I've never been to those. I've never covered those events. I never did a New York Fashion Week. I've never been in any other place, anything like that. Would you basically listen to like my advice if I had like no credentials to my name? Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, for me, I, I'm a trustworthy guy. So if you like, if you had those credentials and you gave me a chance and brought me on, then I would, I would assume that you know what you're talking about, and I would trust you. Uh, but that's just me. But in the terms of Chris Paul, he has been a proven leader. He has. Probably the arguably the best basketball IQ in the history of the game. Uh, he I'll, has. I'll, I'll take Rondo's over his, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that could be debated, uh, but you're wrong, and I'm sure Noel will call you out on that. But <laughs> <laughs> come on, you, you're, come on. But uh, yeah, no, be like, 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 did Chris Paul steal your girl? Like, you know? right? Like, come on, it's, he he's the it's greatest not, basketball. It's not the personal. With, it's not the personal with Chris Paul, but it's like, like, bro, like, all right, first of all, this is his second time in the Western in the Conference Finals. And all right, but what what is your root problem with him? Let's get into this. What is your root problem? 
Okay. If you could sum it up in one sentence, what is it? No rings to show for like you being like this. I also have to say probably Jimmy Butler as well. But I kind of leaned off on Jimmy Butler a bit because he basically rolled the Miami to the final and he had a miraculous performance during the final. So he earned my respect because he did it on the biggest stage. But with Chris Paul, it's like, bro, like you're always hurt when it matters most. Like 2018, now what's the conference final against the Golden State Warriors? And Chris Paul, I think he had like a hamstring or groin injury that year. But who knows if he yeah, never got hurt, they probably would have beat the Warriors that year in the in the Western Conference Finals. Now this year, you know, like granted, like he, he hurt his shoulder in the first round, but he was able to bow through that. Props to him, respect for him for that. But the Phoenix Suns, they basically, because like the Lakers, they had their own issues, so I think they they would have still be in the Lakers without him. Second round, they played the Denver Nuggets. They sweep them, but the Nuggets, no Jamal Murray. That basically affected their offense. The Nuggets, they basically, they had no Jamal Murray and no Will Barton. They had two backups playing start at the point and the one and the two for them. Yeah, but if his durability is what you hold against him. No, no, that's not That's not the only – it's not so much the durability. Okay. It's just the fact that, oh, my God, like whenever it matters most, there's something always – there's like a dark cloud over this dude's head. Even with the whole COVID thing. And the Phoenix Suns, they still managed to get to like a 2-0 lead without him. Granted, the Clippers gave away some games. The stake could easy to be 3-1 the other way or at very worst 2-2. But my thing is, I understand like DeAndre Ayton, like he's giving Chris Paul his props and all that. And- yeah, because I was about to say, he's arguably the only guy that you can – pick and put them on a team and instantly make them better besides uh lebron james but he he has that leadership mentality he knows how to boost morale like he knows how to will his team i'll i'll give him that but also at the same time there's been a lot of there's been various teammates i guess you could say oh well those people that speak out against chris paul maybe has something to do with their work their lack of a work at the whatever the case may be but to me my thing is this there's only a few players that could get away with doing stuff like that. LeBron James is one, and the late great Kobe Bryant is another. I mean, shit, like, like, Grant, like I've already heard stories about, but I highly doubt Tim Duncan was, and I don't, I don't know for sure. Now, I'm not in these locker rooms. I've never been to these practices or anything like that. But I'm not sure Tim Duncan is not getting in like Milo Ginobili's and Tony Parker's face to, hey, like you need to do this. And Grant, he would have every right to do so because he has the rings. He has five rings. Chris Paul, this is only the dude's second time being in a conference. I mean, finals. well, and Tim Duncan, played. I've only heard ever talk once in my lifetime. So I, he's he, he's a silent type. I only ever heard this dude utter one sentence. And so, I mean, you you can't say that. I Like, Chris Paul is the president of the National Basketball Players Association, the Players Union. For a reason, like that, he is, but he's also one of the dirtiest players in the game as well. He does, he takes a lot of cheap shots, a lot. And great, I was like, Oh, like you want to win, you know, like I that's another that's one thing that I do admire about Chris Paul. He's very competitive and he wants to win, and he does make his and he does make his team better because look what happened with Oklahoma City Thunder the moment he left, you know, that granted they tanked. But you know they went from a team that was was within. One I mean, everybody before uh, once uh, Chris Paul signed there, everybody counted them out as. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, I was thinking, 
I was like, okay, like by midseason, he's gonna get traded up out of there. But he led up to the playoffs. They got within one game of making it to the conference semifinals. They lost that game seven. But Chris Paul, like anybody saying that, oh my god, he should be like an MVP candidate. Like, has people not been watching Devin Booker? Uh yeah, I wouldn't say like, <laughs> I like wouldn't Devin say MVP. Booker has been like Devin Booker has looked like the second coming of Kobe Bryant. And yeah. Kobe Bryant was the second coming of Michael Jordan. So you just like you like you feel me? Like Devin Booker has really been Paul. DeAndre A has stepped up. Like I get like everybody like Chris Paul, he's this great leader. And this I'm more sure he is. I'm more sure he does a lot beyond the that that we do not know of. But my thing is you have to have results to your name to be able to have the clout that you have. Okay. That's my only thing. I, I wouldn't count rings as the all right, Donovan, all right, but Donovan, you're, you're a music guy, right? You're a music yeah. guy, right? That's like, that's like, for instance, right? And I'm not saying you have to win like a Grammy award, but that's like a, a singer, a songwriter, having like a course, tell you as far like how it's like the type of art that you need to be like, how to make hits and never had like a top, and never had a billboard number one. Or was never on the top 100 charts. Now, Greg Chris Paul, he was on the top 100 charts because like, and that's like the Chris making the playoffs, but he never had like a number one hit. He never been there, so how can you tell other people how to get there? How can you tell? I okay, mean, but the, the difference been? between a music artist uh, getting a number one hit um, is different than winning a team focused um, award like championship. Okay, right? okay, but but music is a team thing too. Like unless you like you have your singer, you have the producer, you have the songwriter. You know, there's a lot that goes into unless you're all of those things, then okay. Um, look at Benny Blanco. He wrote some of the greatest hits of the past like 20, uh, 20 years. So I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know who that is. Benny Blanco? You don't that know who he familiar, is. Though. That name sounds familiar. You, you don't know who he is, but you've heard his songs throughout the top 100s. Like, oh, you he worked one. with 303, Katy Perry. Um, Justin Bieber, Rihanna, uh, who else? I, I'm pretty sure he worked with uh, Beyonce once. Um, just know he he's written like every single like hit. Like this see, dude is legit. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is why he's our ace when it comes down to music. You see how the Nasdaq <laughs> that flows within this man, like he knows his shit. Yeah. You know? So I yeah I I guess I understand what you're talking about, but it it's a difference between like being a music artist and like doing like all of those things because at the end of the day yes you can say you have a team you have publishers you have marketing and all this stuff but at the end of the day you're the one like writing music as opposed to playing on a court with five uh with four other guys is different okay but my thing is overall chris paul because like i said at the same issue with jimmy butler uh, until last year's when he went that run, he took the heat to the finals. Chris Paul, you do not necessarily, you know, I think it's prime itself for you to win a championship. And I do believe that if you do not, if y'all do not win it this year, it's never going to happen for you. I, I know I'm not God, I'm not none of those things. So, like, who am I to make that call? But to me, you'll never have a better opportunity. Than you have yeah. Before. And I, I feel like that's, uh, I think that puts pressure on him a little bit. And, and that's and I'm glad you said that because Chris Paul under pressure always shrinks. But he we'll, always, he always we'll see we'll see this, uh, this series. 
He always shrinks when it's almost time for the balloon to pop. He always yeah, but yeah, I yeah, you can say that. At the end of the day, like all NBA fans are rallying behind him. And I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to prove me wrong because it's not like I have like this vendetta. I don't want Chris Paul. It's just that I just have it just rubs me the wrong way when somebody's basically all up in your face trying to tell you what you need to do when they supposed to be the so-called leader and they never been to and they never been to the promised land. He does. I'm not saying yes. Okay, I, I can see that side of it. You you get what I'm saying? Like, all right, like even let's say for instance they don't win a championship this year, they better at least get to the finals. Cause at least you can say you've been there. Yeah. Kind of Shaq, he kind of Shaq, he always gets on Charles Barkley about not having a ring, but Charles Barkley can say he got to the finals. He just ended up losing to the greatest player of all time. Yeah, Reggie, I, I've, like, I've never considered rings as the um the staple of your career or whatever. Oh no, oh, no. like Alex is my favorite. NBA player, actually, that's my favorite athlete all time. He never won a ring, but he went to the finals. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. If you're that guy, you're gonna have that reputation of that guy. You gotta at least get there. Yeah, I think if he gets, uh, I mean, his legacy is already cemented. But if he does, yeah, if he does get to the the finals and so happens to win it all, it it just pushes him over the edge. Yeah, like it will basically solidify his career. You know what? I'd be one of the first ones to say, you know what, Chris Paul, you did it, and I'll shut up about it. But until then, either either I know I said that he does not decide to win it. Either I think this is the best opportunity for him to win it, but at the very yeah. least, get there. Yeah, at the very least, <laughs> the, the path has never been easier for sure. And all the best teams are knocked out, and like it's just up to you whether you want it or not. Sure. And um honestly we both agree that they're, they're gonna win tonight. I think I think yeah. it's just about a wrap. But let's move on quickly because I know we spent a lot of time on this opening, but then the Hawks and the Philadelphia. Oh sorry. Not the Philadelphia. I'm glad I did not do that on purpose. I did not do that on purpose. I did not do that on purpose. The Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now the Bucks are now up two one on the series. You know, game one, Trey Young went off. You know the Milwaukee Bucks basically humbled them in Game Two, but everybody could be okay. Well, Atlanta in Game Two. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Everybody could be okay. Well, if anything, like the, maybe they learned how they just got a little relaxed. You know, they already got they already stole home court, so they really not too. And even last night, I know. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I know about time episode airs is going to be basically two nights ago. We're recording this on a Monday, but I'm, all right. Let me rephrase that. Sunday, on Sunday night, Game Three. Everything was looking pretty good. You know, the Hawks stay up. You know, the they very compelled with the Bucks. They're up 85-82. Trey Young goes down, sprains his ankle. Stats is up in the air for game four, but chances are most likely he, he might try to play through it. Yeah, um, he the way this uh series is going, they or the way the uh, NBA playoffs, he, he yeah. shouldn't be in the game. Yeah, I personally do not recommend that, you know, Greg, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's because for the simple reason, the fact that, okay, like, no, fuck that. I, I changed my stance and miss him because me being the old head of the show, I remember Dan Marino when he was very young. Granted, I wasn't born then, but in my first life, I was born. This is my second life. More on that on Tuck Talk <laughs> tomorrow. Because <laughs> I, I believe that whole thing, like, you transition from one life to, to the other. Look, I, I believe I was uh, working with Da Vinci during the Renaissance <laughs> era, so. 
You ain't gotta tell me. <laughs> probably was. But like I remember Dan Maria, like around like his second year or something like that. He went to the Super Bowl. Everybody, like, okay, like you're gonna get back there again. Like you're still young. Trey Young, he's still like a young man. He's like what 23, 24 years old. You know, yeah. he's hasn't even hit his prime yet. Yeah, not even. But you know, same could be said back there about Derrick Rose. That we know what happened with him. You know, with the injuries. Yeah. And all that. So you never you never really know. You never really know. And he is on the smaller side as a guard. And one of the biggest criticisms against him was the fact that he was too small. Now, so far in his career, he's managed to like just make anybody look stupid. Everybody <laughs> said, okay, like, he couldn't score at the NBA level. He's like, Yeah, his his numbers are soon going to change after is. the rule takes effect. Oh, yeah. I'll tell like, you that. Oh, yeah. Like, he will not be able to get away with him, James Harden, those type of dudes, they would not get away with like yeah. those little bumping fouls, like trying to like draw contact. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna happen. But um, I, I, I was gonna say that I don't think he should play through it. But given the history of, of this game and us, and how it made me look at how like oh like oh you're a young star, you have plenty of time. That's never really truly promised to you. And let's be for real, like this has been a crazy season. Yeah, which is the reason why he shouldn't play. You know, but. Also, at the same time, this is the perfect reason why he should play because nobody on the Atlanta Hawks would be here. <laughs> you know, so- yeah. But at the end of the day, you're seeing what's happening to the stars and to the teams that are deciding to play their players and um and stuff like that. Like it's we're we're in a twilight zone of an NBA playoffs. It is not the time to take. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say now it's not the time to take chances because it's the playoffs. You take chances regardless. But if if Trey Young is hurt, listen to him. You saw what happened a couple of years ago when you didn't listen to KD and you played him anyway. You saw what happened this series, uh, uh, two series ago. Listen, if he doesn't want to play, don't force him to play. Sit his ass down, and that just means players are going to have to step up. It, it's not the time to they gotta be trying to will your your best player to play through an injury. Not no, not this series. I mean, I'm I'm very conflicted. See, this is me being a Libra. Like we cannot make decisions to save our lot. Because on one hand, I'm like I think he should play because like you're not gonna get a better opportunity than what you have right now. Consider the leftover for the field. Like it's anybody's right there. Now, Greta Clippers, they have like a, a large bound to climb. But Ty Lue, he did it before. He did it before back in 20, what, 2016, where he basically with the Cavs, they were down 3 1 and came back to win the series. So it could happen. Yeah. Granted, granted, they don't have Kawhi, but you know, it's, it's going to be even more difficult. But even without him, they still been competitive in this series. You know, just like right. a couple of lucky bounces here and there just went against them. But the field is open it, with these final four. Like, nobody really is that much better than the other. So, even if we look at next year, the Lakers most likely they are going to be healthy. The Golden State Warriors, they're going to have Clay Thompson back. The Brooklyn Sixers, Nets. Sixers, Nets. Yeah, fuck this. Man, the Sixers. Fuck the Sixers. <laughs> yeah. the, okay, all right. The Celtics, <laughs> the Celtics, you know, by Dallas Mavericks. More and more on the next, on the next segment. Um, who else? We got the Milwaukee Bucks. They're here. You know, they're going to be around for a good while. You know, the Miami And, and the, the Hawks are going to be around for a good while, too. They're still a, a relatively young team. Yeah, 
like, yeah, they are. But you know, John Collins is a free agent. You know, Gallo and Lou Williams, those guys are much older. You know, and they might be like, would they see the Atlanta Hawks as a contender, or would they want to take less money to go to like a championship contender team? Only time will tell on that. But the but it's never a more clear path to win a ring or get to the finals than right now for Trey Young. Yeah, and, and it sucks that he's injured, but you don't play him. Like, and I know that also at the same time, I'm conflicted because I remember back then because I had two teams, the Mavericks and the Celtics. But I remember when Isaiah Thomas, when he was playing through his hip injury, you know, his sister died and all that, and then he was never the same player after that. Even after playing yeah. through it. So it was like, and he was a small guard himself, great, much smaller than Trey Young, which is crazy to think about. But it's like, uh, you know, so even though, let's say for instance, Trey Young does play. Do you think this, do you think the Atlanta Hawks, by the time, like, well, do you think they'd be able to, like, get back in this series? Or do you think it's just about over? If Trey Young decides not to play tonight, um, I would have to reserve my uh, decision until after the game to see how they uh, interact with each other. But my initial reaction is no. I, I think the series will be over if Trey Young does not uh, decide not to play this time. But I must like just damn like they've been they were very competitive <laughs> in Sunday's game. You know when he was out there, then once he went down, it's just. You know, Milwaukee, they just turned it on. So Yeah, without him, they collapsed. So it's... Yeah, so after that's going to affect his the decision whether he's going to play or not because he's got the chance. Yeah. Like, I, I think any of any player who's the best on their team is going to want to play after just knowing that you can't trust your team. Yeah, That's what sure. it seems like. But one thing that we, do I know that we know for sure is by the end of this week, by the time we have episode 12 of the Outbound Podcast with Noah is back, we'll be back to our big three. We're going to know whether or not that third eye is still open because he did predict Atlanta and what were the seven games? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I predicted in six. So you predicted Atlanta to win in six or Milwaukee? No, Bucks uh, win in six. Yeah, and I basically said. And I basically said Bucks at five, so I'm still looking pretty good right now. But the thing is, the, the deal was, if for all of our new listeners, by the way, if you're enjoying this conversation so far, please like sh- like this video, share this video with your network, subscribe to the channel, and also comment and give your thoughts down below. That's finally what you think the Atlanta Hawks should do with Trey Young in this instance. But by this time next week, we're going to know whether or not that their eyes still open, whether or not we, us here at Trevor Culture have to design those no third eye t-shirts because you know, he, <laughs> he's been kidding with the predictions lady so we'll know by this time next week you know where we're at with that either we're gonna have a game seven or the series will be over with but with that said that was about the time i feel to move on to our first official time i know we spent about 35 minutes on the open thoughts of the playoffs but there's been a lot going on in the nba a lot even some stuff going on you know with teams that's no longer in the playoffs uh, the my dad's Mavericks just recently hired Jason Kidd as their new head coach. Jason Kidd last coach that was last a head coach with the Milwaukee Bucks prior to Mike Budenholzer taking off. But that was like around 2016. He was also the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and he just recently served as the assistant coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. On the, on the other side, we had the Portland Trailblazers. They just wait. Hired. What was that? 
before. Oh, um, never mind, never mind. I I I misinter I misinterpreted what you said. Yeah, I know. I speak very fast. I need to work on that. I need to slow down. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Portland Trailblazers they just recently hired Chauncey Billups. You know, I well, I feel it was like it was well overdue for him to get a head coach. He's been working for ESPN for a while. Just recently, was the assistant coach um, on the Clippers staff. I believe. Wait, was it the Clippers staff? Yeah, I believe. It, yeah, it was the Clippers staff under Talu. He gave a, a shot as assistant, and right now he's currently in position to be the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. But unfortunately, with two of these NBA champions, two of the greatest point guards to ever play this game, two of the best point guards of their generation, there's been some controversy associated with their hirings. And the first for Jason Kidd, um, there's been some these reports came out as far as like him and having a domestic incident with his now wife back in 2001. Anybody in the media wants to bring that up. And in the case of Chauncey Billups, who, mind you, this happened before he was playing with the Detroit Pistons when the finals MVP and was all over ESPN as a panelist and was assistant with the LA Clippers. They're bringing up past sexual assault allegations from 1997. And now, basically, there's been like a big public firestorm and sort of backlash for these two men being hired back. So, my question for this topic is: Do you have an issue with the hires of Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups based off their previous past? Based off their previous past, no. I. Do you feel I, like it's I, warranted at this point? Like, Grant, like you, like you don't have a problem with it, but do you see? The point of views of everybody that's speaking out against, speaking out against these hires, I should say. Yes, in terms of um, other opportunities that could uh, other players or uh, staff who could have used those uh, positions or opportunities or whatever, like who? Um, Becky Harmon, Hannah, yeah, Hannah. I'm gonna let you explain why you believe Becky Hammond should should have most likely got one of your jobs. It, it's no question. It's no question throughout the NBA, uh, GMs and executives saw her as the uh, the the one who deserved the position the most throughout the head coaching job throughout the most. Why does she deserve it? She's been a stellar uh, NBA, uh, WNBA player. Um, she's worked with okay. numerous. This is the NBA. The WNBA. I know, but this is the NBA. Oh, so you're saying that it's not? <laughs> it's not the same. It's not. It's not. I'm sorry, and I don't. I don't mean to come off as. I, hopefully, I'm not trying to come up, but it is what it is. If I sound sexist saying that, it is what it is. But it's. I grant. I understand that the WNBA is more focused on the fundamentals. And as a coach coming to the NBA, okay, that might be all right. That's cool. That's needed. But my thing is this, and I know you have an like NBA coaches they go and they coach in the WNBA, like Bill and Beer has done it, Derek Fisher has done it. But mm-hmm. it's different. It's different because you have fundamentals in the NBA, but there's there's no athleticism, you know, in the WNBA. I'm not trying to say that that's the reason why she's. That's so, not trying to say. Oh, wait, hold on, talk, talk about because I know that sounded that sounded a bit wrong. I know you could, you could easy call me on that statement because I know you could say, okay, well, Brad Stevens is not the most athletic guy. Greg Popper is not the most athletic guy. Okay, that's cool. But they have a proven track record of coaching men. You know, she's an assistant, which is cool. But I remember Patrick Ewan, he was an assistant for years on the 
in the NBA on the Orlando Magic, the Charlotte. I don't know about the Magic. I know he played for the Magic, but the Charlotte Bobcats. And then he has to go to Georgetown University, his alma mater, to get a college coaching gig. And then basically, he did a great job, basically getting Georgetown to the NCAA tournament this past year. For and he's a Hall of Fame NBA player. He couldn't even get a head coaching job. And we all just I mean, we were already good talking. She did win Wait, the title. I know, but in the WNBA, hold on one second. I wasn't done. But to get back to the point, like we've been for years, we've been talking about how like these all these black NBA coaches, assistant coaches haven't got opportunity. Steven Silas was an assistant coach in the NBA for like almost 20 years. Just got head coach of the job with the Houston Rockets. James Harden messed that up by forcing his way out. And he has to basically rebuild, but it's what it is on that. And then we have Becky Hammond. Now, granted, I understand like I were women like you want to test the field, see what they could do. But Becky Hammond at this point being an NBA head coach, it would just be nothing more than a than a publicity stunt. It would just I that's mean, all she, she has that's, she, I'll, I'll she has a proven track record in the uh in the NBA. Um she joined the first coach. No, but she also coached their summer league team in 2015 and won the title, the summer league title, Las Vegas. Yeah, that's true. But also at the same time, Lonzo Ball won the summer league title. And look, and with the Lakers, Magic Johnson said, oh, the Lakers are back after they won the summer league title. And look what happened with that. They basically gave up their whole core to get LeBron James. Yeah, well, I mean, when you got so some league already, so some already, so some league don't really uh, come that on. much. <laughs> Somebody First, you said that she hasn't like coached that point, any male uh, basketball players. No, that she, I know. Uh, that she no. coached young. No, 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 no. I know she coaches young basketball because, like, she's an assistant coach on the San Antonio Spurs. But my thing with Becky Hammond, like, if you really want an opportunity to coach in the NBA, don't jump the line. Like, I know you can say, oh, well, she's been an assistant for 20, since 2014. That's long enough. She paid her dues. And she coached in the summer league. But my thing is like, if you really want to prove, if you really want to prove that you're a quality coach and you could be a head coach, then what? Like, what's wrong with coaching in the WNBA? This is what I don't understand. Like, like we ha- like we have like great. I understand that the WNBA is not as mark it's not as marketable as the NBA and all that. But the WNBA game needs all the help that it can get. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but who's to say that she hasn't tried coaching or doesn't want to coach? I'm Maybe, most sure. I'm most sure. I'm most sure she would have got WNBA head coach. Here's the thing: it's it's like it's it's known throughout the uh, executives of the NBA that Becky Harmon is a uh, Becky Hammond is a good assistant coach, and she knows the game and. That's good enough for me. It's it's maybe something that we're not seeing within the Spurs organization. Maybe she's doing a lot. We don't know. But I know for one fact, one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, Greg Pop, advocates for her. And that says more than enough for me. Okay, but also, this is the same Greg Pop that I remember when he got ejected from a game. And then basically they had Tim Duncan as a head coach. Oh, see, they didn't turn it over to Becky Hammond. They turned it over to Tim Duncan. To coast the team. No, she she. And, and he's uh, a new assistant. There, there was maybe we're talking about two different games, but th- when he was ejected again, um, she did coach for a game. Did they win? But they lost. <laughs> I 
I'm not trying to say I'm not I'm not trying to say that that means anything or stuff like that. But my thing is this: thank you, man. Like, if you're really serious, I don't know why I'm saying like she's gonna watch it. But who knows? Well, she, she doesn't mean if she's really serious. She's been in the uh, the NBA league for six years. Okay, six years ain't that long. And the fact that all these executives and scouters and head coaches are advocating for her to get a job, it says a lot. But then why she's not like I said, that. we're not in, we're not directly involved in the NBA and behind the scenes. So maybe she's doing something that speaks to her credibility. Okay, but why she's not getting these gigs then? Is, is this so that she's not doing in the interviews? Like, yeah, she's a I don't know. It, it, it could be sexism. It could be, I, I don't know what it I is. I don't know about sexism. My thing is this. How just being a head coach in the NBA right now would just be not a sort of publicity stuff. That's all it would be. All, like, she's like the first woman to coach at the NBA. But my thing is this. I, I, I would agree with you if it was just somebody like off the street, like at college level. I would agree with you. All right, but speaking, she, of, speaking of college, how about she goes down to college coach in the NCAA men's and see if she could – See what happens. Maybe she don't want to go down to the fucking. Well, why the fuck not? Patrick Ewing had to do it. She ain't no damn Patrick Ewing. I mean, she's. I, I feel like maybe in her shoes. What, I'm not what makes us special? Her. Maybe she feel what like it's a special? step back. Okay, well, Patrick Ewing had to take a step back at coach college. Juwan yes, Howard, who was Juwan Howard, who was an assistant coach at NBA, had to take a step back and go back at coach college. Sometimes it's just shit that you just gotta do. Yeah, like, like I said, I I'm not gonna speak on behalf of her, like, but maybe to me it'd be to me. I'm glad she's going through this process because I think it's more fair that she's going through this process the way it's happened. Because it was say because we have so many men, black men in the NBA. I'm not trying to use like the whole race thing, but I'm just saying like we have like so many other quality qual qual not only just quality quality coaches that's not getting opportunity, but they're more than qualified, more qualified than her. That are not getting looks. Like one of the yeah. key assistant coaches for the Portland Trailblazers, his name escaped me right now. But Damian Little bit advocated for this dude to get a head coaching job for years, and he hasn't gotten it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, with Becky him, oh, just because she's a woman and anybody going to use this skill, oh, she's a woman, so everybody's being sexist and this and that. To me, like six years, that's not an eternity. True ever yeah, coaches not around for six years. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not enough time. <laughs> It's not. It's really not. It's not enough time, you know. So I grant. I'm saying like with everything she's done in summer league and all that. But if she really wanted, if she really wanted the opportunity to coach in the NBA, then why not just take a step back, go to college level for like a year, for like four years or so. The reason I say four years because more like she's had to go something with she guys. So like, I mean, so I, I feel classes. like what, that's the thing. I feel like it's taking a step back because she's already the the assistant coach of the Spurs. She's and okay, it happens. And other teams brought her into interview. All right, plenty. So of, it's like they see of, the potential in her, and they see her as a valid candidate. So I feel like, oh well, I guess I didn't get the job. So let me go to college. I'll say this much. I'll say this much. I'll. This is gonna be another long. Episode. I know we always say that, like we all need to play like go like show my time, but it is what it is. We just gonna let it rock. But um. I hear what you're saying, but it'd be like a step down. But listen, 
like it happens <laughs> you know just because like your interview you don't get the gig like okay like so what what you gonna do is just go back to sit on on be an assistant bench you're basically how gonna have the same qualifications next year when you could have just took a chance on yourself go the college route get some results there add to your resume rather than just be a pop assistant and then try to prove that you can I be mean, a leader of at, at this rate god forbid Pop might roll over tomorrow, and it could be her job. So maybe she's waiting for that. I think she. I think he'll give it to Tim Duncan before he gives her. Um, I don't know. But um, this topic wasn't let's say about Becky Hammond. So Becky Hammond, you got more time than I was willing to give you. But the main thing was here was about Becky. Jesse. I I respect you. I respect. And I I see the potential, and I see all the the credentials and the advocation on your behalf. So uh, the thing is, everybody knows she's going to get her shot. It's just a matter of when. Everybody so, knows. To me, she's not going to get her shot just going on these interviews, not getting a gig, and then going back to Pops to be one of Pops' assistants. You have so to, you think she should go to college and work on her coaching skills more until she gets an opportunity? 100%. Up? 100%. Okay. Because then she could prove, okay, like in a head roll, it put it'd be more impressive at college because she has to recruit. She has to get um young men to commit to her, commit to her vision. I mean, and she already had a group of young men for uh, who were together for seventeen days and won the title. So, summer league. Just, that's like so. Oh, oh, so now it's summer league. Now it's summer I just, league. I just broke down that the league. But you just, but you just I said. But I broke down. I broke down how the Lakers won the summer league title with Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, and all these dudes. Magic Johnson said that the Lakers were back and they were a lottery team once again. It don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. I, I'm just pointing out the the switch up of you saying, why don't you go to college? Why is Becky why is Becky Hammond taking up so much on this segment? Oh, so it's now, she's up so much time. now she's taking up so much time. This is but I was just about to catch drill. you on your line. All right, go ahead. This is not a two-minute trip. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I understand. You lucky with Nolan here because he would flame you. <laughs> yeah, fuck that man. But Jason <laughs> Kidd and Chauncey Bills, like do you do you think it's fair that these allegations are conveniently coming out now and all of a sudden we get these public outrage when these two men were just assistant coaches in the playoffs not too long ago? Yeah, I I believe um, it's like gatekeeping. Let me just first say that uh, the allegations are serious and that's nothing to it's nothing to laugh at or shy away from. Second. I always find it weird how shit comes up just as somebody's about to get promoted or they get a new job or they're finding some stream of success. So, yeah, I do find it weird that these allegations are coming up now, now that he has, like, the job and stuff like that. For sure, 100%. And my thing is, like, I can understand. Let's say, for instance, J.C. Kidd, he had these – First of all, I do not condone domestic violence at all. So I just want to make that very clear. But the incident when it happened, he's married to that woman still to this day. You know, so no, basically, they're still like, married. 
Yeah, they're still married. So basically, these all these people that's so outraged about it, you're just bringing back like old triggers, old traumas for this woman. You know, because well, they probably work past these issues, and now all of a sudden you have these people all over Twitter talking about like, oh my god, like the Dallas Mavericks that that basically Mark Cuban talking about how you want to get rid of a toxic environment. Now he's bringing in a head coach. That based that yeah, I, I can't that. imagine with his wife. And mind you, just same guy. Yeah, like why would you do that to her at this point? Mm-hmm. And who knows? Like, never, like we don't know how much therapy they had to go through to you know to like rectify that situation. Now they just I feel like everybody deserves a second chance. So it's agree. Yeah, the fact that these allegations are coming up, it's has he had any record uh, record of domestic violence since then? Has you been in any drama since then besides uh non-basketball related no so it's it's yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like um oh like he got the job but it's like oh but what about what he did like 50 years ago or something like that it's, and, and i yeah. and i understand that the man did not coach the brooklyn nets I understand that the man did not coach the milwaukee bucks i understand that the man was an assistant coach on the lakers all of a sudden, now you want to break up this shit. And my dude, he won a championship with the Dallas Mavericks as a player. Nobody was talking about this shit back then. You know what I'm saying? But granted, there was no Me Too, but granted, there was no Me Too movement back then as well. Yeah, I mean. But, but those of y'all but those of y'all that's listening, and you made this far, you feel where I'm coming from when I say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, So there wasn't all this. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's socially aware. Like, bro, like he was just he was playing on the team, like, what, 10 years ago? Nobody gave a shit then. He was assistant coach on the Lakers. Won a ring as an assistant last year. He was on that. He yeah, was on it's, it's just uh, it's just another example of that toxic um, cancel culture, right. and I, I think a lot of people are shying away from it anyway. So, but and we can it, talk about that on talk. Yeah, for talk talk for sure. Stay tuned for tech talk tomorrow. It's gonna be a great episode. But in regards to like Chauncey Billups, his allegations came when he was a rookie on the Boston Celtics in 1997. This man went on to do so many things since then. So he, he spent his whole career and nobody batted in an eye, but now that he's tired. He gets a, he gets a head coach job. Uh, but what, wait, 1997. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't born in 1997, but I went on Wikipedia. I searched up some shit. Or maybe back then, like Charles Brothers. Like, no, like, see, this is, this is why. This is, let's get to the root of the problem here. Because it seemed like. Everybody just gate keeps, so to speak. Like, oh, like, like nobody made up where he was all over ESPN. Nobody made up over Jason Kidd when he was on NBA TV, and then he ended up getting assistance out with the Lakers. Nobody cared when Chauncey was assistant with the Clippers. All of a sudden, now these people, now these guys, they move up one seat closer. Now they're the head coaches. Now everybody cares all of a sudden. So yeah, basically, it's so just basically, a new generation. So basically, what you're saying is you don't have a problem with people being successful. You just want to put a cap on their success based off of previous mistakes. Yeah. Because if you really cared, you wouldn't want these people having any job or something. Hey, Grant, I think there's a problem with that as well because I feel like people are entitled to make mistakes. Granted, there's some mistakes that you cannot come back from. There are some mistakes that you cannot come back from. I wouldn't agree with that. You know what? we, we can talk about that for I another could, time. Yeah, I could say something right now, but we would probably spend another 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that. exactly. But y'all, <laughs> but, but y'all saw my eyes. Y'all saw my eyes. So, you know, maybe this might come up again on Tuck Talk. And by the way, once again, ladies and gentlemen, 
and you enjoyed this episode so far, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. And also check out Tuck Tuck tomorrow as well. Me though, because I'm not sure this is going to come up again. <laughs> These times are going to yeah, come up again. We got the producer over there telling us to keep eye on the clock and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, but in regards to like, let's transition over as far as like, because in regards to Chauncey Bills and Jason Kidd, I'm proud of both guys. I wish the I hope I hope that the organization do not give it to like the public backlash and then they have to like resend all these kind of culture off. Yeah, yeah. See, that would just be a shame. That would really be a shame. And um that would just go to show as far as like, hey, like we are giving some I don't wanna say nobodies, but let's be it is what it is. Like these people on Twitter, these people that like the so like the vocal minority we're basically giving them yeah the cancer culture cancer culture we're giving them too much power yeah and that cannot be because and we spoke on this on talk talk beforehand but it's like these people act like they never made no mistakes whatsoever in their past you know everybody has skeletons in the closet some have more than others but at the end of the day it's like you cannot affect people's livelihoods based off an allegation now in the case of take the kid he did that shit but if his wife can forgive him and most likely move on past it, anybody else should. That's all that really should matter. If his wife forgives him, that's all. Yeah. But there's a second leg to this story in the city of Portland, Oregon. It's in relation to Damian Lillard. Because if you have Portland Trailblazers fans coming at Damian Lillard, basically saying that how can he be in support of, of a guy that could be a sexual assault? So, and he's like, man, I knew nothing about that. You know, and basically he has to get defensive, and he's like, okay, like the like the real know what it is, and you feel some type of way about me, then just say less. And so basically, just to make a long story, so he's like fed up. He's fed up with the situation in Portland. You know, he wanted Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd goes to Dallas. He wanted his like the top assistant. I'm sorry that I do not remember his name right now. Should do my fact checks. Me being for perfection that I am, but he wanted him. He's African American head coach, basically been assistant for way longer than Becky Hammond. You know, he wanted him, he didn't get him. Chauncey Bills, he was cool with Chauncey Bills. Now the now basically the fan base is is basically in an uproar about that pick. And so he's basically fed up with the organization. For one, not so much due to this, but for the simple fact that okay, like they lost in the first round again, <laughs> you know. And then one time yeah, he, he's the just not party. gonna win a, a chip there. Just Come to Philly, bro. We got cheesesteaks. <laughs> come to New York. And if you're watching come, this, because, yeah. Come to, come come to, to New, New York. York. We got pizza. We got Peruvian food. We got vegan food. We got soul food. We got Chinese food, Thai food. New York is just like the melting pot of culture. So if it's really come down to food, then you might as well just come to New York. And I'm not sure the New York Knicks really want them anyway. I'm not a Knicks fan. But I'll advocate for the Knicks fans out there. Like, hey, like Damian Lillard, like, if you really want to make a splash, come to the Big Apple. That's why I think he should play next season. I don't don't see what he's going to do. If you're in a position to win now, come to Philadelphia. If you still want to fumble around and, yeah. Philly can't even get past the second round. Yeah, because of Ben Simmons. We trade him and we got Dame and NB. Come on, man. No, no. Portland, they be stupid. They take Ben Simmons. 
You're gonna take a dude that refuses to shoot. No, we'll, we'll probably you're, you're, you're we'll probably take, have to package take, Ben Simmons with a uh, Tobias Harris, Matisse, or uh, Matt. No. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're not gonna. Rob no. Portland. You're not gonna rob Portland. No. If if we're gonna give Ben Simmons, we'll most likely have to give include uh, Tyrese Maxey or uh, Matisse Thybul. Two really good picks. Wow. Wow, two perimeter defenders, and that's all they're good for. Wow. Well, Tyrese Massey, he's a good well, young guy. Are you serious? I, I, I forgot. I thought you said Danny Green and Matisse. I forgot you said Tyrese Maxey. I forgot you said Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. I know that look was that look was warranted. That look was warranted. But um, I wouldn't take that deal. I wouldn't take that deal. No. That's Robert. Okay. That's that's Robert. Good that yeah. you're not because they sure as hell would. So, so Portland, you're gonna take a dude that's afraid to take a layup or dunk the ball. I mean, they they almost well, took it. And they're gonna take here, that guy. Here's oh, the thing. No from half court. Here's the no thing sense. that people have a misconception. Ben Simmons is still young. Granted, he can't shoot, but he can still develop a shot early in his career. He's still he young. Who, he is who he is. He is who he is. Yeah, that Giannis, is true. Giannis, Giannis at his age was basically giving you 20-plus points per game. That's and Giannis true. is in his prime now, so it's we need a, a, he just we need a solid point guard. He's just answering his prime because your prime really starts at around 27 years old. And yeah. Giannis is really at that point. But Ben Simmons, I just think he is he is who he is. He is I I saw because I remember an early episode, I believe it was like what episode three of Tuck Talk? Uh, not Tuck Talk, the Out of Bounds podcast. I when Joel and B went down, I basically said, I'm looking at Ben Simmons to see he's gonna step up as a scorer. He did not do that. He did Tobias not do that Harris whatsoever. Did. Tobias Harris did, but Ben Simmons, he just remained the same old player. And at, at that moment right there, I'm like, okay, this guy, he, he he's not he's never gonna be that guy. You know that you know that me like you're not that guy, pal. Besser is not that guy. Yeah, you're not that guy. Besser is not that guy. It is what it is. I mean, I still believe in him, but then again, I don't. But that's that's a topic for another day. I'm saying Lillard is probably going to Philly. If not Philly, we have another team that's interested. uh, Supposedly the Timberwolves, who are uh, interested (laughs) badly. But what the fuck are they going to give us? Besides, um, yeah, I was about to say D'Angelo Russell, the guy we were supposed to get uh, a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, but um, I say the New York Knicks could be a strong possibility. If not them, the Miami Heat is worth a lot. So who are you going to give for Lillard? Who the Knicks going to give? Um, Obi Toppin, a first round. Pick. Yeah, you're going to trade your centerpiece. Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin barely played his rookie year. I mean, he, he was the guy that uh, Knicks early on was advocating for. Yeah, he was a seven Knicks. overall pick. Like, I'll give Obi Toppin. I'll probably give up Emmanuel quickly. I wouldn't want to give up Emmanuel quickly. But, you know, I'm not going to give up quickly because you need some scoring off the bat. Obi Toppin, Kevin Knox, and a couple of first-round picks. And, um, and R.J. Barrett. That seems like a good deal. Better deal than Philadelphia, maybe. You know, if y'all, I know y'all got Leon Rose, but but if you really or Scott Perry, I could be a GM. 
I could be in jail. I'm not saying it because I play NBA 2K. <laughs> but I think that's a pretty good deal. I think Knicks fans will be happy with that deal. RJ Barrett, you give an RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, Kevin Knox, and a couple of firsts, and you get back Damian Lillard. And who knows? Maybe if you can add another player to that deal. Maybe you get Harry Giles or Yusuf Nurkic or some shit like that. Like I feel like that's a that's a great trade. That's a great trade. Oh, we'll see. Are you it's sure it's only staying in Portland? But the Miami Heat, I could see as a possibility as well. As they could get a Tyler Hero and Precious Achua. Yeah, I think they're done with Hero. <laughs> <laughs> and also the Los Angeles, well, the Lakers, they already have, like, I don't know who they're going to give up, but it wouldn't shock Probably me. Dennis Schroeder and uh, some other role players. <laughs> yeah, so. But um, that's about it on that topic. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Let's get to the two-minute drill. And, Dava, I understand that there's something specific that you want to talk about with this two-minute drill segment this week. Yeah, um, it's it's. I think it's a, a subject that should be handled because um, I've seen a lot of people or cancer culture trying to um, – say that the Olympics uh, committee was in wrong. Mm-hmm. CC Telfer, I believe I'm saying her name correctly, uh, is a transgender woman. Is that correct? Transgender yes. woman. Yes. Yes. Um, so supposedly she failed her tes- uh, testosterone test. Um, I think it was uh, five five points higher than what it should be or something like that. So she did not make the Olympic uh, track and field team. Now the cancel culture is calling out the Olympic team for not being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Not being inclusive? Yeah, inclusive. And allowing her to compete. Okay, but prior to her transitioning, uh, no, actually, the year before, uh, like, did she set a record? I I do believe she set a record for um, the four hundred meters, and I was competing against, and I was competing against other cis women, correct? Yes. So, um, if I'm familiar with her track record, uh, she placed in the bottom tier of two hundred uh, in college in the NCAA, and that was before, before transitioning. She- Yeah, before her transition when she was a male. In 2018, uh, she fully uh, successfully completed her transition and she started to compete for the women's senior NCAA track team and she won a championship. Okay, so basically, like when she was competing against, when she was, before she transitioned, when she was competing against men. She couldn't. Yeah. She couldn't even basically. She didn't make no noise in the track and field case. She wasn't setting no records, no qualification, none of that. All of a sudden, she transitions, yeah. starts competing against women. She's setting records. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's a lot of things that people are leaving out. Yeah, so I don't think it's so much as far as like the Olympics just being um, um, not inclusive enough or just like being behind the times or how we're moving in modern day, day society. I just think they just like like me and they're recognizing the bullshit and knowing that transgenders have no transgender women have no business competing against cisgender women. Whether it's a track and field, whether it's an MMA, because we've seen plenty of cases in the MMA when transgender women being the shit out of cisgender women. 
You know, it just has no place. And I'm just, I'm not trying to take take away as far like say, oh my god, you have like that, you're transgender, you have no, you basically have no place in society because clearly you do, you know. But like you, but there's pros and cons with everything. You can't always have it your way. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And it just would not be fair to have a transgender woman compete against cisgender woman and basically send all kinds of records dominating the competition. That just would not be fair in my eyes. And I believe the Olympic Committee, they also recognize that as well. Yeah, um, her manager, uh, David McFarlane, um, she uh, said that she understands and respects the decision. So she's not mad and about I, and it. I, and I'm glad she does. And I'm glad she does. And props to her for that because when she, I'm not sure she has a lot of people online advocating for her. She recognizes it, and she's not letting her put a battery in her back and gaslight her. And she's basically she understands the situation. Casa and Matt respect for her for that, but as far as everybody else make all that noise online, like cut the bullshit because you're in a similar situation. You would not want to compete against somebody with a clear advantage over you. It just makes no sense. It's like Michael Phelps basically competing against women in in whatever the the the. Whatever the fuck is scroking shit he does. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. But it's, it's just want to be fair. Like Usain Bolt. And Usain Bolt basically sets all kinds of track and field records. Immense. Immense. You know, track and field. So just imagine if he decides that he want to be Usonia Bolt. You know, transgender. And become a transgender woman and start competing against women. That would not be fair. I'm not saying that you're not a woman if you're trans. I'm not saying that. You know, you know, I could go into that, but it's not the podcast for that, and I don't, you know, get canceled. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a law happening I, in I, Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> let me shut up before I have to edit out this part. <laughs> I mean, by a poll on Yahoo Sports, a uh, majority of people are saying no to transgender athletes versus women's. Women in the Olympics and stuff like that. So. I don't think it's. I think it's only fair. One thing, what I would love to see, what I would love to see. I know that some people might say, "Oh my God, that like, is not being inclusive enough." But I think it'd be a great step if we just see this number transgender athletes compete against each other. Like, why not open it up? You know, like because like let's not. I, that, that's the first time I've heard of that idea. That's actually interesting. Because like, let's not pretend. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like there's not like a clear advantage in the science, being a transgender athlete against a person, against like a a cisgender man or a cisgender woman. Like there's clear advantages, so why not just have like another category for like you know that particular community? Because some um, some people might deem it as being um um segregating uh people like transgender people from quote-unquote normal people you know i can see how it might look that way but also at the same time like i for for something like that it just all depends how you look at it it all depends how you look at it you know but we've seen enough cases in sports where these just it's it just does not work it doesn't work you know you're basically i'll be south park they did a, like a parody episode on this exact thing well, like they had like this man, he was like based like a clearly a man, much based like the guy's based on like Macho Man Randy Savage, and he was competing against um, cisgender women. He was dominating every single competition. You know, that yeah, there was, was a 
yeah, there was a distance runner, uh, transgender distance runner who uh, who was doing studying uh, transgender and all that stuff, and she found out that transgender women do get slower and weaker after the gender transition. So, but not um, that's slower, the but story. not slower enough, clearly. Yeah, clearly not enough. (laughs) Just wanted to play devil's advocate, but yeah, I get it. But oh, but you know, we never really got a chance to like get your full thoughts on this. So where where do you land on this? The well, the good thing is I don't care about cancel culture. So, um, if if you want if you decide to change you your gender your like you do. <laughs> yeah because i'm trying to like word it uh correctly because but you don't like, care you don't care about no, no it's just like jumbled up in my mind so if you want to change your gender by all means i support that i support that's that well. one of our rights as humans like we can do whatever we decide to do but when it comes to playing sports and other activities, you're going to lose some benefits and you're going to gain some benefits when you transition. There's no doubt about that. And one of the benefits that you may lose is playing for your preferred um, gender sports team, whether it be college, high school, or the Olympics. It's, it's one of those consequences that you have to take into effect because there is going to be a disadvantage. So that's the way I see it. You're going to lose some benefits, and one of the benefits is being able to play with your preferred uh, gender sports team. And for the record, like, that's when none of us here are transgender. <laughs> you know, no. so, but um, we're not saying as transgender people, if you're a transgender person that, like, you have no rights as far as like, to like integrate with like you know regular woman or anything like that. That's not what we're saying, because whether you're transgender, in case maybe I feel like you should still be able to go to. A yeah, we we are solely talking about sports. Exactly, not lifestyle. We are solely talking about sports. For sure, you don't want to see LeBron James taking a year off from sports and transitioning to a female, and then going into the WNBA and dominating. That would be unfair. Exactly. And I feel like that's the best way to leave that. Perfect way to leave that. So with that said, we about reached the point of the show where it's about time for us to plug ourselves on our way up. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna plug No Austin. You guys can find him at D No Austin on all social media platforms. Stay tuned for him as far as like interviews coming up, as far as like with his photography. He's been killing on the photography game and um yeah, I'm just overall proud of kid. I'm proud about young Padawan. So shout out to Mo, and he'll have we'll have him back next week, and we'll see by next week's episode if the Atlanta Hawks they're still in this series, or if it's basically like the third eye is officially closed. You know, they just one, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> so now about time to plug yourself, down. Um, you you can find my social media down below. Um, I'm actually taking a break from social media. 
to focus on my writing and photography. So I might Your writing's already there. great. Your writing's already great, unless you talk about yeah. that book, that second book yeah, coming up. Yeah, yeah, working on my book, uh, putting a lot of okay, photos and that. poems and stuff together. So, um, yeah, you can follow all the updates on my social media right there. That's for sure. Support my guy. Support my guy. Dominic, he's one of the MVPs here at True River Culture. He's one of like the most impactful journalists that we've ever had. I'm not just saying because he's my co-host, but I truly believe this. For someone that's been here for the past six years, this young man right here is truly one of, one of the best. Thank you. I appreciate that. For sure. Could be a potential future music editor here at True River Culture one day. Once you get that budget, right? Once you get that budget. All right. <laughs> and as for myself, you can find me at Liddell D Fashionista on Instagram. Also, I love for you guys. If you love the t-shirt that I'm wearing, hit up my boy Sean at Loyal to Life NYC. That's his ID to get your drip. It's probably with t-shirts, masks, because I know some of us still wearing that during this pandemic. You know, hats, hoodies, you know, too hot for all that, but you know. He got your cards while with the tees and all that stuff. So hit my boy Sean at Lawyer to Life NYC. You know, to get that drip. Now, before we wrap up, I just want to like go since we spent a lot of time on Becky Hammond. I want to say that I'm not trying this for all you Becky Hammond supporters or you feminists out there. I'm not saying that Becky Hammond should not be coaching in the NBA. I know it kind of sounded like I was saying that earlier. I'm just saying that she should pay her dues like all the other minority groups that have yet to have an opportunity. That's all I'm saying. So that means going the college route, go the college route, show that you can lead a bunch of young men for about two to three years, build up a recruiting class, get to the NCAA tournament, get some results over there, and then come back to the NBA. Because I, I feel like I'm helping you, Becky. Yes, I feel like I'm helping you. It's saying this because you don't want to say then they're going to say you're a mansplaining. I don't know what that means. <laughs> they got terms for everything nowadays. But I, feel like I'm, but I feel like I'm truly helping her because, like, okay, you're going all these interviews. You're not getting the gig. You can't go back to the same seat. Because clearly, what should, cause clearly like, how much better could you get on the correct power as assistant coach? Like, you're getting an interview. You're not getting a job. That means there's something extra that's not on your resume. So go out there, hit the college ranks if you had to. Oh shit, even go down to the G League. Maybe you don't have to go college. Go down to the G League. Let's see what happens there. You know, so just a thought. But I know I'm a man and tell a woman what to do. So that's a dang other flock. But it is what yeah. it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, I know we kind of went a little bit over time as a producer. So I need to do a better job at time management. But I feel like the topics and discussion that we had was necessary, and um, hopefully you guys got some value out of it. If you have and you made this far, please like this video, share this video, subscribe to the channel, uh, help us out on our road to our first one to subscribe. We're almost there. We're almost there. If you're viewing this and you're not subscribed, then you can help us get there. So please do that. And also, yeah, just enjoy your day. You know, tune in tomorrow for Tuck Talk. Also, hope to see you on the gaming chair on our Twitch channel. The link to that will be in the description box of the video below. And um, enjoy the playoffs. And remember what I said, Becky. Remember what I said. Take care. Now. Have a good one. Peace. <laughs>